Yo, what's cracking? Today we got my man Steve Hockman on. I've always had people on fitness game that are talking about nutrition and getting to the next level. But Steve's that motherfucking guy. So you guys are going to love him 100%. You're going to want to tune in to hear. Steve has some amazing tips that are going to change the fucking game for you. I've got my story. You got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. Time to walk through hell's kitchen. I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left, mm-hmm. the winner's paradigm. Mm-hmm. The winner's paradigm. Mm-hmm. The winner's paradigm. Steve, my man, thank you for coming on the Winner's Paradigm podcast, brother. It was awesome meeting you through Instagram and being familiar with the same people, you know, and having that great community. So I wanted to take time because I see you're a fucking badass, brother. And uh, turn it to you, you know, let everybody know who you are, what you're passionate about today, brother. Yeah, man, thanks. I appreciate you having me on, bro. Um, I'm definitely pumped to be here. But uh, yeah, I'm Steve Hawkman. And dude... my story is a long story, bro. So like asking me that is it's it's kind of a loaded question, but like I'll, I'll try to sum it up real quick. Um, you know, started off with a lot of issues, just like a lot of people did as a as a kid. High school, I was living in a car. Um, I played football for a few years, became an All-American, got a full scholarship to University of Miami. I'm a I'm a master at getting to the top and then falling down. I'm, I'm a pro at getting there but not staying there. That That's how I used to be. So I got to Miami, didn't have the greatest attitude, messed up my knee, but it was more my attitude. Transferred to another school, got to the top again, attitude, fell down, um, became homeless again for the second time, married a fucking stripper for a minute, like everything, man. And then uh, this kid came up to me in... Um, in like 1998, man, um, kid came up to me and said, I'll pay you a hundred bucks if I could work out with you for a week. And at the time I was just shredded. I had been 287 pounds, fat, depressed. Get, I got done with football. I just figured out how to get shredded. He noticed and he paid me. And I was like, damn, I think I could be a trainer. Well, you know, I was homeless like before that. And then two years later, I had a seven figure personal training studio. And um, I kind of changed the industry. The reason why I have to explain who I am is because I fell down. So or else if I stayed on that path, everyone would know who I was. So uh, as a trainer, I was one of the first trainers to start using auto debit instead of doing these packages and running it like a real business. I was one of the first trainers to do group training instead of one-on-one training. And I just kind of got online um, about 12 years ago when I just started talking about it and it grew super fast and I became known worldwide. And uh, a guy named Bedros heard about me and wanted to make a, uh, a franchise. Cause at the time I had six, six figure indoor boot camps. Everyone was doing them at the park back then. And they were uh, doing these six week boot camps. I just did auto debit, like a membership. So I partnered with him. I took my business model that I created 
and we built the biggest uh, fitness bootcamp franchise in the world called Fit Body Bootcamp. Uh, I got really popular about 12 years ago and my head just wasn't ready for it, man. Like um, I was just like, I grew too fast and my ego grew too fast. And, and I just kind of went crazy. I was in a shitty marriage at the time and just losing my mind. And I sold my half of the company and uh, I got offline for 10 years, bro. 10 years, I just started opening up. Uh, I opened up six more boot camps of my own, like big, like seven figure boot camps. And, uh, and I just kind of did my own thing, man. And then uh, about five months ago, uh, I really just realized that the only thing that keeps me on track is, is to just really dedicate my life to giving value to people. Because when my purpose is to give the most value, then I have to come as the best version of myself, like we were talking about, uh, in all ways, like every way you can imagine, even like last like last night I was having like this stupid, like it was just a minor argument with my wife. Um, and I was just like, okay, this is about me and my ego, but how can I give the solution to everybody else? So if it's about me, I'm trying to win the argument. I'm going to win this argument. But when I remove myself, cause I'm the problem and I made it about giving value to others. I'm like, well, how do I solve this in the coolest way? How do I shift gears and just put my ego aside and just uh, solve this and then talk about how I solved it. And so that's just been my, um, you asked my, what my mission was, that's it, man. Is to just be the best version of myself so I can give the most value. And it's like this beautiful circle that just makes my life better. Like I need to help people. And when I do that, everything works out. Hell yeah, brother. I love the way that you said that. And that's something I went through as well. Uh, I had a partnership with a dude, Zach Babcock, who's big out there in podcasting. And uh, I worked for him for about a year and a half, almost two years. And then we started a partnership together and uh, I wasn't ready for it. I quit my job to fucking go fully in this business. Uh, I didn't even tell my wife. My wife was sitting right there and I was just like, let's fucking do it. My wife looks at me and I'm like, you ain't going to be complaining when the money's here. But the thing is, the money never went there. You know, I didn't make shit working with that guy, even though he's in seven figures. So it was something for me where it was the ego was rising up as I started putting in the work, you know, and now thinking back on it, extremely fucking grateful. Because he was the guy that got me started on the journey and got me started, you know, with my podcast and starting a business and taking the tools and being like, hey, bro, you do sales. Like, you're good at what you fucking do. So it was yeah. the start, even though it fucking crumbled, you know, and I didn't make any money and my wife's about to leave me. And then it went into, you know, understanding that, hey, you know, we have all the tools. We just got to put it together. So I love the way that you said that because I was the same way. You know, I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, I was my own boss at 19, fucking running shit. Uh, got to the best shape of my life, tore all the cartilage in my right knee, fucking they want to put me on antidepressants, like all this shit, and eventually lost my way. You know, I had five friends died, grandfather died, and uh, my thing was the drinking and the eating. You know, I just wanted to drink a gallon of whiskey and keep eating, and it got me to be where I didn't want to be. And then now what's funny is, like I said, you know, I, I interviewed Clinton, uh, and the first fucking thing me and this dude are talking about is, hey, bro, you got to get shredded. And he's like, hey, you look good from the old pictures I've seen of you. And he's like, you've been doing it. What does your diet look like? Like, let's do this. So that's what I thought was fucking crazy was when I first started, you know, it wasn't having the conversations about your fitness and how you're showing up as that best version of yourself versus now, you know, in rooms like we're in, uh, that's the first thing everybody talks about, you know, is you got to be shredded. You got to be able to have that mindset. 
teaching. And that's what people are going to love about you is the way you bring it up. And that's a prime example. You know, when you're talking about that first client that you got and he's like, I'll pay you a hundred bucks a month because he's seen obviously the work you're doing, brother. So for you, how important is it to have your nutrition, your fitness dialed in, but more importantly, leading by example and showing other people that it's the way that we carry ourselves, we take care of ourselves is why you ultimately want to do business with us. Yeah, man. You see, the thing is for me, so right, I, like I'll be 50 next year, bro. So like I've been around for a while and I'm leaner than most people. And I, but I was really fat. Right. So like I was almost 300 pounds uh, about, about 25 years ago. And most people haven't, they go up and down. They haven't been shredded for 25 years, like, like a quarter of a century. Like I've never done anything as long as I've done this. And I'm telling you right now, like the whole fucking secret to, to that, like the mindset side of it is to not do it, to be lean. Like, that's the worst thing. I hate when people come to me and they're they're like, want to get ready for a wedding or something. I'm like, I don't even want to work with them. Like I could, I could get them ready, but it's like the whole point is stupid because you're going to be this, you're not learning anything. You're not changing anything. You're not becoming anyone different. You're just doing something for a, a minute so that you can look fake a certain way that you're not. And they go right back to where you were. Like, why would you even want to do that? Like, I wouldn't even want to look at the pictures of myself knowing I don't even look like that anymore. Like, I'd rather just be fat at my wedding if I'm going to stay fat, right? But so the, the whole thing for me is it's just about the person that you are. So if I see someone that's um, overweight, I just see someone that's undisciplined, right? So it, it, it's... For me, what I've done is I've tied being lean to things that are have nothing to do with me. So like, for instance, if, if you're a parent and you tell your kids anything like, hey, you need to get off your iPad and study. But then your kids know that you want and need to get leaner and healthier, but you reach for that donut. How, how are you going to tell your kids to do anything when you're not doing it? So if you know that you're not leading by example and you know that that is making you not the best parent, then you actually know that you're choosing, fucking choosing to hurt your kids in that moment. Like you're actually choosing it. I'm going to hurt my kids right now so I can have this sugary ass donut. And like, why would you ever do that? And so many parents, they go, oh, my kids are the most important thing in the world to me. I live for my kids. And then they go and they like, eat food that they know they're not supposed to eat and then try to be a role model for their kids. And I feel like for me, like I made that connection a long time ago. Um, and, and, and I think that's the most important thing. Cause like, dude, we'll, we'll lie to ourselves. Like, okay. Think about this. If I told you like, Hey, there's this person and they lie to their loved ones all the time. They let their loved ones down all the time. They say they're going to do something with their loved ones and then they don't show up. You'd be like, that's a bad person. And then you go, do you love yourself? And they go, yeah. Hey, did you say you were going to get up and work out today? Did you? No. Did you say you were going to eat better and then stop eating that bullshit? Did you? No. Did you hit that snooze button and you said you never would? You know, like you just lied to someone that you say you love. So I, I just feel like um, you got to earn loving yourself, man. And, and a lot of people, they say they do, but they really don't. Bro, that's something I'm learning right now. And that's one thing. Uh, it just came out. Like I said, you know, before we started, I started therapy and they were like, 
oh, you know, you, you like to yell and you like to get mad about people who don't love themselves. And I'm like, yeah, because I fucking had my grandfather die. I was eating a thousand milligram edibles every day, taking two of them, you know, uh, getting high as fuck and just being sad, you know, and I, I bulked up to 235. And before that, I was uh, I was getting leaner, 8% body fat. And then all of a sudden I was fat as fuck. And I was like, I just hated looking at myself in the mirror. And I started thinking back to, you know, childhood and my dad, like, the one thing I can say is that man uh, now shredded his fuck, but he was always in the gym as a kid. We just ate bad. My mom's side, you know, didn't do jack shit. Mediocre, below average, you know what I mean? Always, oh, you know, I wanted to do this, but things were hard and so forth. So when I went back to myself and I assessed my behavior, I assessed uh, everything that was going on with me and why I always sought that male role model who fulfilled all those checkboxes was because I looked for that one that was respected by their kids showed up in life, was able to do all the things that they were able to do. And one of the things that came up, you know, was physical fitness and you showing up as your best self. So it was something where now, you know, I, I'm able to pick it up as a, like, I can't believe some motherfuckers the way that they be talking because you're like, hey, bro, you don't take care of yourself. And that's why your kids don't respect you. So it's like, it's all right. You know what I mean? You can still work and keep going, but there's a reason why there's a delay on things. And that's where, you know, when I started piecing together in my life, started getting leaner, uh, and now doing the same thing you are, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it as uh, one of my guys was telling me, he was just like, Hey bro, you don't drink anymore. He's like, what's your excuse to, to not be lean as fuck and not be shredding. Like there's no fucking excuse. The excuse before was all these fucking things, but you eliminated that. So now it's just you not doing the work. So I started realizing that, you know, I, like I said, I get up at three Oh five, three 30, hit the gym. That way I'm good for the beginning of the day to take care of the kids. This one's all playing. Uh, so it's the small things that go into it. And I didn't realize that initially. So I love that you said that, brother. And let's talk about that. So when you were developing, going through all these things, like you said, you know, marriage was tough uh, and you were always getting to the top and then falling and not really knowing your way. What was one of the things that allowed you to be able to build yourself up so you're able to say that, hey, I'm that man I admire. I'm finally able to get to this point of having that gratitude and admiring myself first. Yeah, well, I mean, it happened in a lot of little increments. It wasn't like one day it just happened. But like e even even being in a bad marriage, like like I was in a 16 year marriage that was pretty shitty and I cheated on my wife all the time. Like I thought I was I thought I was just stuck in this marriage because I had some kids. I thought like if you leave, you're, you're going to hurt your kids. And so you got to stay. And I was like, well, I was miserable. And she's not really that into me, like not really, like doesn't even seem like she's in love with me anymore. So, well, I'm just going to have these other relationships on the side and I'm just going to be this dad because I thought that like if I was there, like married, then somehow that would be good for the kids. But what I didn't even realize at the time is that staying for the kids is the dumbest thing you could do because all you're giving them is a blueprint for a bad marriage. And you're really just like giving them an example of how low that they should be setting the bar for what they should expect in life. And, you know, I actually got caught cheating for, for the last time. And she, and she had, this is a lot, this is like eight years ago. And she, and she kicked me out and it was the greatest thing ever because I was just too much of a pussy to just leave because I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I was too much of a pussy to leave, but I thought that I, I thought that wasn't an option. Like, like I didn't understand. I thought I was like going to be hurting my kids to leave. And then what I found is like, you know, with my wife now that I've been with for eight years is that like my kids love, love their stepmom and they, they, they have the example and the blueprint 
of how to be in such a healthy, happy, loving household, how, how what to aspire to in their relationships. And now their bar is set so high, man, they're so picky now. And, and the choices they make are really cool. Like my older daughter's boyfriend, I mean, like me and him are almost best friends. I mean, honestly, like, like he does uh, my video editing. Um, I mean, we, we, we hang out. Uh, like she just makes like amazing choices because she has that, you know, that example now. And so um, I think, I think it really clicked for me um, a few years ago of a, just going up and down, up and down where I just really realized that it, for me, uh, when I dedicate my life to giving value to people, when I just dedicate that, like, like, okay, it's the way I think about it is like this, like we all want to make money and, and, and I do pretty well and there's nothing wrong with making money and having money goals. And I believe me, I have big money goals, but I think of it like this. Let's say you were standing next to a like a billionaire. Let's say this guy got rich on crypto and made a billion dollars, right? But he let's say he only helped three people. And let's say we all had a digital number above our head of how many lives we've impacted in a positive way. So let's say his number is a three above his head. And let's say my number is like 200,000 above my head, right? And we're walking down the street and you see a Mr. Number three and Mr. Number 200,000. Who's more valuable? You know, like who do you want to be? Which guy do you want to be at the end of the day? I want a million over my head, a million people that I've helped. And I just feel like, um, I don't know, that to me, that just seems like the best purpose. But the only way to make that happen, bro. I just have to be the best version of myself in every single way, like all the ways. Um, the other day, it was my wife's birthday and we went to some fancy restaurant. And I guess like apparently the bread there was supposed to be the most amazing bread on the face of this earth. And, you know, I, I know so much about nutrition, bro. I, I could absolutely eat that bread and it won't affect me. But I didn't eat the bread. I didn't eat it. Not for me, because I coach people. And I would rather be able to say to the people that I coach, I didn't eat that bread and I, and I got a six pack and I didn't do it because I don't do those things. I just don't do that. And so if it was just all about me, I would have eaten it. And there's a lot of things I would do if it's just about me. Right. You know what I mean? So for me, um, that was the biggest uh, epiphany uh, paradigm shift. Right. The winner's paradigm is that. uh if I make everything about others, I'll actually improve myself more than I would ever do it if it was about myself. Damn, kid. Hell yeah, brother. And, and uh, totally get you there. And that's one thing I had to learn as well, even right now, you know, having the podcast interviews, uh, I can make a million one excuses on why I can't do it. But you see me taking care of the kid while yeah. we're doing it. And uh, I was literally running back and forth, making sure that he was good. And it was just something for me where I was like, bro, that's my business. That's my brand. Like I talk to fucking people. And when I talk about the mindset and the paradigm shift and the recalibrating your mindset, like it's all about us being the best that we can be. So I structure my whole fucking business around that. Like I was saying, you know, before the call, um, I literally will be on calls with people. And then you hear the kid in the background, I'm like, yeah, my kids are playing. Like I'm able to work and do what I got to fucking do under my parameters. And I love the way that you were saying that, you know, you have to be that example. We're talking about the bread. Uh, I'm going through that as well, where um, 
we went out for Father's Day, for instance, like as a whole family, everybody's getting fucking pizza and fried calamari. And then I ordered a bowl and I was like, hey, can I get double protein and it was steak? And everybody's looking at me like, why are you eating that? And I'm like, hey, I got a goal. I got somewhere to be. But more importantly, it's just sticking to the same routine. Like, I don't care where we go. I'll pick on the menu and I know exactly what I can get that's going to be healthy. But I'm not going to intentionally sabotage myself like in the past that I've done because I realized it's just not worth it. And two, you know, we got to set that standard just like you were saying is if we can't do it for our kids, if we can't show them, it's one of those things. So like when my daughter's up, she'll literally be right there. I'm having podcast interviews and like interested or like go to the mic and start talking. And I'm like, you know what? That's pretty cool. Like that's something I'm passionate about is talking to other men and helping them through these things. But at the same time, like I get to keep my kids involved with it. So when they grow up, they can understand this and I'm not going to be feeding them bullshit or telling them, oh, you know, things are too tough. Like if it's tough, figure it the fuck out, figure out what's going to work for you. So I love that about you, brother, how, how you were saying that. And I think that definitely, you know, talks about who you are as a man, brother. So for you, what is it like now being fully present? You mentioned the uh, daughter's boyfriend. That's what, actually what I was going to ask you, because I love the, the fucking yeah. reels that you be making with them. Uh, what's it like now? We got some fun ones coming out, bro. We got some good ones coming out, actually. Hell yeah, brother. So what's it like now where you're fully able to just show that gratitude, be fully present and understand like, hey, you know, you got to go through all that to be able to get to this point to truly be happy and understand what you exactly have. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. I don't want to paint the picture like my life is just like all this perfect, like, you know, everything's great and I'm just present in the moment. That is not the fucking case, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to like bullshit. Um, I, it, so, okay. Like happiness and being in the moment, like what, the, what is even happiness? Right. So this is, this is what I believe. And this is what I, this is what I know. And this is also what, what I struggle with the most. I believe that being happy is a decision that you make several times a day to be grateful for what you have. Right. So just like, cause it, the most crazy mind fuck is that we think happiness is this destination that you're going to get to. And so we're like, when I have this house, I'll be happy. When I have this family, I'll be happy. When I have this money, when my business hits this goal, I'll be happy. When I'm lean, I'll be happy. The truth is, is that happiness is just a decision you make. Like right now, I could be grateful that we're doing this interview and I'm, I'm just happy that like I have a house. I'm happy that I'm, I'm married. I'm happy that someone loves me. You could be grateful for many things. And the crazy thing is the more you want something, the more you're in an ungrateful state because wanting something is the focus of the lack thereof. And when you're focusing on lack, you're not being grateful. And if the universe was like, like, like a, like a father figure, right. Looking down and like, you have a kid who's like, I have all these toys that work, but your kid goes, I'm not going to be happy until I get more toys. So then you get your kid more toys and then they have those toys for a while. And then they're like, I'm not going to be happy till I get more toys. And it's an endless cycle. You would never parent your kids that way. You'd be like, no, no, no. You got to appreciate what you have. Then you'll get more. And I feel like that's what being happy is. So I go through this like battle in my head of like, I want to build this. I want to build, build. Okay. Now I'm starting to get into like the future where I'm not grateful for what I have because I want more. And I have to stop and be grateful, not give a fuck about what I want and just focus on the work and not the result. 
When I'm focused on the result, I'm focused on lack. I'm ungrateful. When I know what I want, but I'm just focused on the work, I could be grateful in the state of appreciation in a higher frequency. So it's a battle that I fight with myself like 20 times a day. Um, and that's like with my family as well. Like my kid, like sometimes my son, like I made that video today with my son while I was playing in the sandbox with them. Right. And the thing is, is that I was working and he really wanted to play with me. And I was just like annoyed. I'm not going to lie. I was getting annoyed. I was like, like, damn, like, can you just wait? And then I just realized like, wait a minute, like wait, wait for what? Wait for what? Like, fuck this. I just shut my computer. I'm like, what do you want to do? You want, let's go play with excavators in the sandbox. And, you know, we played for like 20 minutes and it was a 20 solid minutes of us just playing. And it was like fucking amazing. Um, but I was just, I had to shift from being annoyed to being grateful. I'm grateful that I had a son that even wants to play with me, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, that's a battle that I fight. Uh, you know, I don't think you ever get to the point where you're just like, oh, I got this life thing. I got this life thing. It's, it's, it's like, I understand now what I have to do, but then you have to do it all the time. It's like a workout. Like you could understand all you need about, you need to know about working out. You're never going to have an easy workout. Every workout is going to be hard. And if it's easy, it means you didn't do what you're supposed to do. So, um, you know, that's just what it is, right? You know, it is what it is. No, you're you're 100 right, and I love the way that you said that, and that's what I asked about the presence. And I love that you said that. You know, life isn't perfect. And I'm in that same boat, brother. Uh, I get annoyed because the wife will be saying, "Hey, this needs to happen," or money was the biggest thing for the fucking longest. And I was just like, "Well, first it was, oh, I take care of the daughter, and that's why you know I play with her and I teach her throughout the day. And then it was, oh, I take care of him now." And now it's both of them. So when one screams, the other one screams. And then I just thought about it. And I was like, bro, it's so fucking ungrateful to be complaining about it. Like, this is time where they could easily be with a nanny that we don't like. This time they could be at daycare and that we're not taking this. So it's like for me, even now having this podcast, uh, I was giving him this pacifier, making sure he's good. And then I was just like, you know what? I'll just pick him up during the podcast. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? He's going to chill out. And then I could show everybody this is how I fucking live my life. And I'll make a sales call and literally on the sales call, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, hold the kid and be like, yeah, you good, little buddy. And then go about my business because that's who I am. And that's what I fucking do is I show up in all those areas of life. So I love the way that you said that, brother, because that's something we don't think about. And now it's something like even on my schedule, uh, I'll make it flexible, you know, and I'll move a couple things and I put in there. Make sure you play with your daughter at this time. Make sure you watch fucking Elmo with her. And, yeah. you know, I'm interacting with her. And anyway, I got to fucking one of the things that kept me consistent. Uh, we'll talk on nutrition now is uh, every morning she wants fruit like she doesn't want fucking she used to like eggs and then it went into just egg whites. So she'll fucking eat egg whites and fruit every morning. And since I'm basically paleo, you know, cutting uh, right now, um, Clinton put me on a new program. So I was like, all right, you know, uh, we'll cut out all the carbs and just get that from fruit and veggies. So um, doing that and I'm like cutting her fruit. I'm like, cool. This is fruit. Boom. Okay. Well, I need to eat my shit since I'm keeping my daughter accountable. So it was funny because it was like my problem of not being accountable was just making excuses or being like, oh, I can have something else. I can fucking wait. So it was something where I was able to be like, hey, you know, every morning I got to fucking cut my daughter fruit. So why don't I just package my shit as well at the same time? Oh, I got to make her chicken for lunch. Well, it looks like I'm eating chicken and salmon for lunch. And it was like all these small things that compiled. 
and eventually I realized was, hey, we do more than what we think we can. So, so I really love that of what you said, brother. And I'll wrap it up with this. What would you say to the previous version of ourself who was looking to recalibrate our mindset, but we didn't know where to start? We just wanted to align ourselves to our definition of success. I would tell the previous version of myself that the more people you help get what they want, the more you get what you want. And that was a, a, a Zig Ziglar quote that I heard a long time ago. And, you know, I, when you focus on yourself, that's for me, at least when all the bad things happen, because it's just about me, you know, and when I get myself out of my own, out of my own needs and I dedicate myself to helping others, then I have to be the best version of myself. Like if I, if I would have thought about that, like 20 years ago, you know, 30 years ago for whatever, I, I think like my whole life trajectory would be different. Um, but I also think that I had to go through these lessons so that I could teach these lessons. I had to go through this shit so that I could relate, so that I could understand, so that I could know what someone else is going through so that I can give them that value. You know, everything happens as it should, man. That's the thing too, is like, you know, you, you could go back and wish this and wish that. The truth is, is that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen um, because you need to go through these experiences so that you could help other people as well. So that's what I would do. I would tell anybody that I would just tell anybody, give the most value you can to the most people. But to do that, you got to be the best version in all ways so that you can do that. That's what I would say. And also that all this stuff, it's like working out. Everything's like working out. It's just a muscle. The more you practice being grateful, like stopping yourself and going, Oh, whoa, whoa, I'm being ungrateful. Let me be grateful. The more you do that, the better you get at it and the stronger that muscle gets and, and it happens faster. Hell yeah, brother. And I love the way that you say that. And that was something I had to learn as well. Uh, Cause I kept getting pissed off by these people being like, I got kids. It gets hard. Like I didn't know we can take our fucking four month old to the daycare at the gym. So literally the days that I don't have uh, anything scheduled between 10 or 11, I'll hit the gym, get them to go to the daycare. Cause now they're able to calm down, get their jitters out have a little bit of fun, and then I get a workout in. So it was something where I was just like, man, I was complaining about something that I can control. And two, it's like when I don't do that, every other day I'm getting up at three. So it's like I can talk to that person who's a business owner, and they're like, fuck, bro, it's hard. Like, bro, I get up at 3.05, 3.30, I'm in the gym. Like, it fucking sucks. I don't want to get up. I get four to six migraines a day. I fucking throw up every morning. This morning I took pre-workout literally and fucking threw up. And I was just like, hey, at least I'm fucking alive and I was able to get a good fucking workout in. So I was happy about it. And people will be like, why are you smiling that you threw up this morning and you're mad? And I'm like, I don't give a shit because I still got what I needed done. And you figure out what's important to you. And I was like, more importantly to me is I'm going to set that example for my kids because the last fucking thing I want to do, you know, is have them follow in footsteps where I didn't lead from the proper example and I was making excuses, which that entailed, you know, me becoming more grateful and understanding as well. Like, Hey, it is muscle memory. You know, we got to keep doing these fucking things and getting better. So I appreciate you, brother. You've been amazing. We'd love to have you on in the future. You know, hopefully we can do it in person next time. But uh, yeah. where, where can people find you, brother, if they want to keep up with you? I hey, dude, if you're in Orange County, too, you should stop by. Just let me know. We'll go to my gym, um, one of my one of my gyms, and we'll just work out together, too, man. It'll be tight. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm at underscore Steve Hawkman on Instagram. That's the best way to, to reach me. For sure. And um, yeah, man, I'm just here to help. That's it. 
Hell yeah, brother. And yeah, definitely we'll hit you up soon. Uh, we'll schedule some time so I can be able to get a workout on with you, brother, because I definitely love to fucking do that. And two, we'll have it in the show notes so everybody can check you out. I appreciate you, my man. Thank you again, brother. Of course. I appreciate you too, bro. And if our newsletter, go ahead and do so. That's the way you're going to be able to know about the winner's paradigm, how you're going to be able to recalibrate your mindset, how you can be able to get your podcast out in 20 minutes or less. Then you're going to be able to sign up for our Facebook group, The Recalibrated Man. That's where we're jamming all on podcasting. We're going to teach you how to build that podcast that you can translate and talk about your passion. Last thing is leave, um, go in the show notes. You're going to be able to go to our website, and that's where you're going to subscribe to our newsletter again, and you're going to be able to have everything there. This has been an amazing episode. I know you guys love it, so I just want to say thank you for tuning in. We have a lot more fire coming through. I've got my story, you got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then looked the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left, mm-hmm. the winner's